Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What are we learning about Jody Arias' life behind bars? Well, a lot. I hope you're sitting down. Jody Arias, convicted in the murder of her lover, Travis Alexander, even converting to Mormon, the Mormon religion, to please her lover, Travis Alexander, a devout Mormon. He ends up dead, his body decomposing in the shower stall with about 28 to 29 stab wounds. Nobody was ever sure how many because of overlapping stab wounds and a gunshot wound to the head in the prime of his life. Why? Although the state doesn't have to prove motivation, it was speculated because he insisted on breaking up with her and dating a new woman, actually planning a trip with the new person. But as I said, it ain't over yet. Right now, an appeal hangs in the balance with Jody Arias as we learn disturbing new information regarding Jody Arias spending the holidays with her boyfriend behind bars. What? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Is her name and she's sitting behind bars right now 
on Murder One with me, an all-star panel, Kirk Nurmi, Arias, former defense lawyer at trial, author of Trapped with Miss Arias on Amazon, Bobby Chacon, former special agent FBI, star of Facebook watch series Curse of Akakor, Dr. Karen Stark, renowned psychologist, joining me out of Manhattan at karenstark.com, Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. But right now to investigative reporter with RadarOnline.com, Alexis Terezchuk. Alexis, not only have you uncovered that she's spending weekends and holidays with her former lover, but that she actually has documented in writing her desire to get pregnant behind bars to mitigate her sentence. Right now, her appeal is hanging in the balance. Two claims that I know of. One that her uh, prosecutor, Martinez, created a circus-like atmosphere and that the media created a circus-like atmosphere, including myself. So, Alexis, are there any other claims on appeal? That's the gist of it. They they have many instances where they say that Juan Martinez, the prosecutor, had done things. You know, he had his picture taken on the front steps of the courthouse with fans. They they. They claimed he allegedly had an affair with a woman who was connected with a juror who was released. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 right there. Claims that prosecutor, lead prosecutor Jose Martinez had a relationship with a juror. Wasn't that juror released from the jury at the time? It was it was not with the juror. It was, yes, the juror was released. It was with somebody that the juror knew. Okay so that he was getting information third hand. But that has never been, I still want to emphasize on this allegedly, because even though there are lots of blogs and people that say that, this has never been anything that Martinez has admitted to. or that So it- it's another claim, just like Kirk Nurmi, the attorney and author, has said about some of Arias's claims that they were, claims has there ever been substantiation regarding martinez no you can see there is video of him on the front steps of the courthouse getting uh, people wanted his autograph but nothing i don't care about that inside the court there's nothing wrong with an autograph or a photo i'm talking about anything that would affect the jury decision the the state kept saying during the appeals hearing, they were saying none of this. They pulled that jury over and over and over. They kept asking the jury, have any of you had any contact with anybody? Is anything affecting you? And the jury said no. And they said, this is fundamentally our system, our jury system. We trust these people. They take their jobs very seriously and they did their jobs. They were not influenced by the media while the rest of us were on television all across the nation, probably all across the world, talking about this and covering this from inside the courtroom. These people were not paying attention to that. They were paying attention to Jody's lies and that they did not believe what she said. They had no problem convicting her. It was a very quick decision. Well, I'm just wondering how much evidence there is of these claims, supporting these claims. Take a listen to our friends at Phoenix ABC 15. This is John Genovese. Now, a major theme in her argument was that Martinez routinely uh, took statements or words out of context, then brought them up in a way later that could have an impact on the jurors. Now, in terms of the alleged media circus in this, that was uh, the words that Arias' attorneys have used for some time now. 
Uh, she was asked by this three-judge panel about how much Jody Arias contributed to that. Uh, she said that Jody only gave one, or excuse me, uh, two interviews before she retained counsel, but one interview on the day that she found out she was eligible for the death penalty. Now, again, right at about 10.30, they switched. An attorney for the state uh, stood up and said, really, all that should be considered is what impacted the jurors. What if any misconduct actually made their way to that uh, jury box and had an impact on the verdict in this trial? They don't dispute that there may have been misconduct, as alleged by Arias' team, uh, outside of the courtroom or even inside the courtroom, but if it was not heard by the jury, then they cited some case law in which they believe that this should not be overturned. What matters is, did any of this affect the jury's decision? With me, a renowned attorney, Jody Arias, former defense lawyer, author of Trapped with Miss Arias on Amazon, Kirk Nurmi, what were the claims of misconduct against veteran prosecutor Juan Martinez, what were the claims against him? Well, there were many claims against uh, Juan Martinez, and this is consistent with Jody's pattern, right? Lie about me, make accusations about men who've who've upset her, and Martinez is just the latest. There's been all sorts of allegations of him having affairs with bloggers and possibly with a dismissed juror and things of that nature. I haven't kept on it as as, as well as Alexis has, but I just see the continuing pattern of Jody attacking men that she feels have done her wrong. And myself and, and Mr. Martinez are just now in her sight. You know, Alexis Tereschuk, following up on what Kirk Nermy has just said, Alexis Tereschuk joined me from RadarOnline.com. What specifically are the misconduct claims against prosecutor Juan Martinez? I know she claimed he signed autographs and took pictures. I mean, Alexis, when people come up to you and want you to sign something or take a picture, of course you do it. Why, why would you be rude to, to someone that has no bearing on the trial, that's not a witness, not a juror? It, that doesn't even make sense. What are the other claims against Juan Martinez? Well, they're very specific about the way he treated um, Mr. Nermi's co-counsel, Jennifer Wilmot. Wilmot. Um, and... I remember during the trial that they were pretty shocking statements as well. He said something to her along the lines of, I'm glad I'm not married to you. That would be, and I think he said effing terrible. I, you know, he, he was very derogatory towards her. And it was said in open court. Um, I don't believe it was in front of the jurors, but he was very dismissive of her. And it, and it seemed very misogynistic. But so they they actually brought up very specific points of how he was was treating her and and the appellate judges asked questions about that. And they said to the to the state, you know, don't you think that these are terrible things that this prosecutor has done? And they would say, well, yes, but this didn't affect the jury and and whatever you might. Wait a minute, let me understand something. What is it you're telling me Juan Martinez did to Wilmot? He he said he never wanted to be married to her, and I, you know, he was said Ugh, something like it would be disgusting if I'd be married to you, and I, and I think he. Wait, did he say that in front of the jury? I don't believe it was in front. of Then the who jury. cares? Exactly. Then who cares? I mean, Kirk Nurmi. Kirk Nurmi, let me let me just. I'm not saying that I agree with what Martinez may or may not have said, but I'm talking about a murder conviction. I'm talking about a reversal. I'm talking about a new trial. I'm talking about reversal with prejudice, and there cannot be a new trial. 
If he doesn't like Wilmot and he berated her or said something rude to her, if the jury didn't hear it in the legal world, nobody gives a flying fig. It doesn't matter. It, it, it only matters if it affected the jury decision. Yes, no, Kirk. It only, to me, it only matters what the jury heard. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The 30-year-old businessman and devout Mormon had been stabbed 27 times. His throat slit so deep he was almost decapitated, and he was shot in the head. This is over. This is absolutely over. You need to tell me the truth. Listen, the truth is I did not hurt Travis. On the tape, Arias repeatedly denies she was at Alexander's house the day of the crime. Even after the ever-patient detective confronts her with racy pictures of her in his bed that day. That looks like me. And even after he tells Arias her palm print was found at the bloody crime scene. How can that be my palm print? At one point, the detective leaves the room. Arias stretches in her chair. Then she stretches the truth even more. The admitted killer really turns on the tears. No, I'm just feeling all of the things that I'm going to potentially miss, miss out on with my family. And I think of all the things that Travis's family is going to miss out on with Travis. You are hearing our friends at ABC News. That was Ryan Owens. Now, Travis Alexander nearly decapitated with Jody Arias insisting she wasn't there, but, uh-oh, listen. But prosecutors allege Arias is a stalker who brutally attacked her ex in a jealous rage when she found out he was seeing other women. 
Arias's defense, which is expected to start next week, will have to overcome a mountain of forensic evidence, including pictures taken on this camera found in Alexander's washing machine. Prosecutors say Arias literally tried to wash that evidence away. But on its memory card, detectives discovered not just those racy photos from the couple's sexual encounter the day of the murder, but a series of 20 shots of Alexander posing in the shower minutes before his death. Prosecutors say Arias put down the camera and picked up a knife, stabbing her unsuspecting victim. The most damning picture comes after the camera was dropped. It's too graphic for us to show, but the jury saw a shot of what appears to be Arias actually moving the bloody body. Prosecutors say she was especially cold-blooded after the crime. Hey, what's going on? They played this voicemail Arias left on Alexander's phone a few hours after she killed him. Morbidly enough, she invited a man she knew was dead to come visit her. But let me know, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Wow. She sounded pretty chipper on that. And according to her own statement, as she was driving away from the scene of Travis Alexander's murder, she actually saw blood on her hands. Even so, managed to leave that bright and cheery voicemail message to cover her tracks. The digi camera. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. Joe Scott, why is it that so many killers suddenly turn into neat nicks? They bleach the floor, they do the laundry, they vacuum, uh, they mop, they clean surfaces like never before. What do you make of the digital camera found in the wash with the sheets? And how was it used at trial? Yeah, I think that her idea, Nancy, was to try to take this camera <clears throat> and subject it to detergent, obviously the water, the washing, in order to destroy any kind of uh, digital evidence that would have been there. Of course, we know that that's not the case. There were a number of, of images that were still left behind. I think the police did a fantastic job and the technicians in the lab of recovering these because they did recover them and we were able to appreciate them. Even, you know, I remember you and I covering this trial, appreciate them from trial and you could make out detail. What was really interesting about this, Nancy, is that they were able to recover these time stamps, and it kind of measured this thing out and you could get an idea, a sense for what was going on. I've always thought that she kind of got him into that shower. They're already in kind of a frisky mood. Maybe they've had a fight. She's trying to lull him into a sense of security. She begins to take photos of him. It's really sad. You can actually see, I still remember to this day, of him kind of looking over his shoulder in one of these photographs, probably the one right before she began burying that knife in his back. And he looks so innocent. He's looking into her eyes, into the eyes of the camera, if you will, and she snaps that shot of him. And it really tells a lot about her. Uh, I've often thought of Jody Arias as like a, a praying mantis. You know, one of these uh, female praying, praying mantises that after they mate, they kill their mate. They literally cut the head off of the mate and cannibalize their bodies. She's not too far removed from that. She's a very scary individual. And as it turns out, Travis Alexander is not the only man Arias photographed in the shower. Listen. 
Sir, could you introduce yourself to the jury, please? On day one of her defense Tuesday, Arias's attorneys called an ex-boyfriend she dated before Travis Alexander, the man she now admits she stabbed and shot in June of 2008. Arias says she killed the 30-year-old Mormon businessman in self-defense. I know Jody um, because we were in love. He didn't want his face shown publicly, but Daryl Brewer told the jurors he dated the much younger Arias for four years. They even bought a house together, and the divorced dad says she was great with his son. Jody was a very uh, responsible, caring, loving person. Did you ever see Jody act jealous towards women that you came in contact with? No. But on cross-examination, Brewer may have done damage to his ex-girlfriend's case. He told the prosecutor Arias took a nude picture of him in the shower. Remember, she snapped these photos of Travis Alexander in the shower seconds before prosecutors say she started stabbing him. Ouch. That's ABC News reporter Ryan Owens speaking. To Kirk Nurmi, Arias' former defense attorney, author of Trapped with Miss Arias, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. You probably thought it was a good idea to call this guy who had dated her for four years, that she was never jealous, that she never uh, pulled any of the antics she pulled with Travis Alexander. But then on cross, it comes out, <laughs> she took naked photos of him, too, in the shower. You know, it's verging on a similar transaction or course of conduct. I I doubt Aries expected that to come out on the stand, Kurt. Well, Monday morning quarterbacking, I would have ran away when my boss tried to hand me the file at the public defender's office. That would have been the smart move. But to your question, look, I, as an attorney, I don't go back and second guess. We had to humanize Miss Arias, and that's that's the best we could do. Is it true that Jody Arias actually called police within hours of the murder? asking for information and asking detectives to keep her sex relationship with Travis confidential. Did that happen, Kirk Nurmi? Yes, uh, Detective Flores, the lead detective on the case, she had a conversation with him within a couple hours after his arrival on scene, which was early that next morning, I believe. And they had a conversation that he recorded, and that was played into evidence during the trial. But my question is, my next question Kirk Nurmi is, wouldn't that be drawing attention to herself? And it seems like she's worried about her relationship becoming public when Travis has been brutally murdered. I mean, to me, that's uh, putting up a billboard on Fifth Avenue. I did it. Well, look, I, I think that was certainly something that, that signaled to Detective Flores that this was a person that was on his radar. Keep in mind, um, at that point in time, people were approaching either officers or Detective Flores himself mentioning Miss Arias' name, that's why she probably felt compelled to reach out and control the damage, I guess. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. could go on and on and on that is a phone sex tape that was played in court jody arias and murder victim travis alexander getting hot and heavy over the phone the relationship and the trial was sex charged to dr karen stark psychologist you can find her at karenstark.com you and i lived through the trial together and covered it together me there at the courthouse and you joining me from new york karen the it seems to me that travis alexander for a period of time was just blinded by the crazy sex he was having with jody arias and he was i guess blinded to who she really was then when he came out of his fog he broke up how does that work karen Somebody like Jody is extremely appealing. She's creative. She can come up with all kinds of scenarios. She can make him feel, we can see that, right? She's a wonderful liar. And she can make him feel like he's the best person in the world. But she can't hide who she really is, her true person. And so she becomes suspicious. She starts to go through everything that he owns. And he begins to realize that despite the excitement that she's created, there's something off about her. That's when it really becomes a problem, Nancy, because it's like quicksand. She's sucking him in, and he can't extricate himself from this relationship. Amazing how she could hide her true nature for so long. Take a listen to this. Uh, oh, yeah. Broke up the trials, everything was all over. I'm, yeah, as far as the timeline, we broke, I well... It was kind of a mutual thing, but I, I sort of more broke up with him. Yeah. 
um, and I, it was hard to do because I really loved him. But I just realized that without trust, you can't have anything, and I violated his is that, trust. Is that the main reason you guys broke up? Is the trust? The trust. I think that there's not, no, not that the relationship was unhealthy because of the you know, sexual activity, promiscuity, um, but just that you guys couldn't trust each other. I think that, and this doesn't make it right. I think that you know, being a convert, you know, I've had, I've, I've been, I've had a couple of serious relationships before where I was, where I was intimate with a few people, and it's kind of silly, but I used to always joke that. Um, regardless of what the Bible says, and yes, I'm Christian, I just live my life by the Ten Commandments, and that's my, those are my rules, da, 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 you know, thou shalt not this or that, but it doesn't say thou shalt not mortgage. So I just, I just used to joke about that. Alexis Terezchuk, investigative reporter, RadarOnline.com, you recall how all of his friends came forward to say, we knew at the get-go she had snakes in her head, and we begged Travis not to see her. They could see it. He couldn't. Well, they were not having sex with her. Travis was having sex with her, so I think that was what he was very much enjoying, and that was outweighing the crazy. And there was tons of crazy. You know, there was a party at his house one night, and she, like, hid under the Christmas tree. She climbed in through a doggy door in his house. Okay, please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Right there. I forgot about the hiding under the Christmas tree. Please tell the listeners about Jody Arias hiding under Travis Alexander's Christmas tree because I don't care how great I thought a guy was, he'd be out the door. I would tell him to take the Pat and Turner, pat the street, and turn the corner if he got up and hid under the Christmas tree during my Christmas party. Oh, yes, I would. What happened, Alexis? Travis was having a Christmas party and... For some reason, Jody was hiding behind the tree, kind of not even behind the tree, like underneath the tree during the party. It was very weird, and everybody there noticed it. Nobody said anything, and but it was like she wasn't welcome at the party, but she didn't want to leave. It, it's truly probably the strangest thing of the whole case to me, other than the fact you know that she slit his throat, shot him in the forehead, and stabbed him twenty nine times. Okay, wait a minute. According uh, here uh, in the studio with me, Jackie Howard, she broke in his home to vacuum his floor. You know, if somebody wanted to break in to vacuum and clean my house, I think I'd be okay with that if they'd leave immediately after. But what about that, Alexis Torres? Chuck, I, that, uh, again, that's a, a fun fact about Jody Arias. I had forgotten. Did she break in Travis's home to vacuum? Yes, she did. She she broke in and she she cleaned up the house, which is also why. After she killed Travis, she knew where all the cleaning supplies were, and that's why that house was thick and span clean. His roommates didn't even know anything was up for three days because the house looked so spotless. There were no signs of anything. She had cleaned the floors. She cleaned up any trace of blood, dumped everything in the washing machine, and I guess, bless those bachelor boys' hearts, they didn't do any laundry for days. And so they didn't even find the bloody sheets and, and the camera in the washing machine. For days. But the reality is, Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert, to get rid of DNA evidence, you've got to use something like uh, muriatic acid D- detergent is not going to do the trick. Yeah, sometimes even, you know, even uh, bleach will not do the trick. I got to tell you something else, Nancy. She may have cleaned up the rest of the house. She didn't do much of a job in his bathroom, though. If you remember, uh, there was uh, there was uh, 
a significant blood spatter that was left behind, blood stain that was left behind on his sink, where it, it was indicative of him having watched himself die. You know, we go back to you know him seeing himself. You know him, him uh, being photographed by her, but he literally put his hands on that sink. There's actually contact uh, trace blood that's left on the sink that appears where he placed his hands. Uh, he he uh, coughed and aspirated blood on the surface of the sink, and then he tried to make his way down the hallway away from the shower, Nancy, and he left trace evidence along there. There was actually a large stain in the carpet where I believe, this is where I believe, that she had taken this knife, she essentially straddled his back around his neck and then really used a tremendous amount of force to cut his throat, cut his throat to the point where people had mentioned he was almost decapitated. I wouldn't go that far, but it was a deep, deep cut. And then afterwards, and I believe this was post-mortem, she shot him in the head. Uh, there was no uh, hemorrhage in that wound track. So this is a classic case of, of overkill. But then she takes his body and drags it back down the hallway and places it in the shower. This took a tremendous amount of effort. And this was not clean. Though. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. This was a guy I was close to at a time when we were really trying right. to move apart from each other. So, I mean, there were certain details about his life that that I never did know about. And there were even more details that I, I knew, did not know about, as as well as details about my life that he didn't know about because I had moved on. I had moved to California. 
Um, so we were making a sincere effort to grow apart and to be apart and to move on. Um, but nonetheless, he did remain a close friend of mine. Um, and I, I just can't think of Kirk Nurmi, it just, everybody, Kirk Nurmi with me, a special guest, Arias, former defense lawyer, author of Trapped with Miss Arias on Amazon. Kirk, it just occurred to me all the hours and hours and hours you spent with Arias alone and with the other defense team members. When you look back on that and you remember looking right into her eyes, what feeling, if any, did you get? I think it was it was a disconnection. I mean, I certainly was not someone that I wanted to connect with. It was a job that I was ordered to do by the court, and that's what I did. That's what I focused on. I didn't focus on the individual and who she was. Bobby Chacon, former special agent, FBI star, uh, Facebook's watch series, Curse of Akakor. Bobby, so many times with defendants and witnesses and once with a defense lawyer I would look into their eyes and it would be like I was looking at a a reptile uh, in that they're they seem just cold-blooded like there was no feeling there was nothing behind the eyes it was just like dead back there no feeling no emotion no understanding no empathy much less sympathy just blank and it's kind of like when you look at your pet cat and they look at you and you know deep down inside, even though they're your pet, that if they were bigger than you, they would totally eat you. Okay? That's, whenever I look yeah. directly into Jody Arias's eyes, that is the feeling I get, Bobby. I mean, Karen Stark, the psychologist, yeah. probably describe it better than I am, but you've dealt with so <laughs> many defendants, and they just, it looks like nothing phases them, like they're playing a video game or yeah, something. Yeah, this is one of those unique, um, Nancy, this is one of those unique experiences to investigators or defense counsel and prosecutors have that the general public doesn't have. I often talk to people about this that, that, that aren't in our business, that I'm saying, I, when you sit across the table from someone that's evil, someone that's done something that you're accusing them of doing, and you know that they've done it. Um, and you get that disconnect, you get that lack of empathy, and you get that, you know, that, that ability just to, to do these inhuman things to other human beings and not have an, an ounce of feeling about it. There is something that colors our world, right, that, that have been in that. And I try to impart that to some audiences sometimes. And you just, it's very difficult to to convey that feeling that we have because we've sat across from evil um, to the general public because they've, and and thankfully so, they've never had to come across somebody like that in their lifetime. Um, But when you do, you never forget it. You know, to Alexis Terezchuk, investigative reporter, RadarOnline.com, Alexis, um, I'm very happy to realize that you are someone else that loves to look at commissary purchases and jailhouse menus. And I see that you have very carefully detailed what Jody Arias is buying behind bars. I do love it. I can't help it. I, it fascinates me to see, first of all, what's available, and second, what people are buying, specifically Jody, because she seems to have endless amounts of money to buy this stuff, too. Um, 
But the one thing that really sticks out to me is that she, every month, purchases a 10-pack of razor blades. I I don't know anything about, I have not, I, I, I'm not in the prison in Arizona. So I don't know if these are to shave her arms or her legs or what. But I would think that the woman who stabbed somebody 27 times and slit somebody's throat wouldn't get razor blades behind bars. Like, this seems like a threat. So that thing stuck out to me the most. She also buys, you know, toothbrushes. She seems to have gained a little bit of weight because she, you buy clothes and she's, she's buying a size medium in some of her sweatshirts, but she also buys tons of food. I mean, she has sardines in cans. She has salmon flakes. She has Cheeto. I don't think they're actually Cheeto brands, but you know, she gets chips and then she buys antacids. She has to buy toothpaste. It's it's a fascinating look into somebody's life. And and I get a lot of criticism for this though. Even though people hate Jody Arias, they say that this is really violating her privacy, which I don't see, but that is something that people tell me. Well, I, t- I tell you this much. Whoever's in charge of the prison system out there better take notice that she's loading up on razor blades because I would not put anything past Jody Arias. Alexis, where does her appeal stand right now? It has been filed. There has been a hearing where they've heard the appellate judges have heard the arguments from Jody Arias's attorneys and from the state. And usually in Arizona, it seems like it takes about 12 weeks for the appellate court to hand down a decision about an appeal. We are at week eight. So we are in the final stretch of when we anticipate hearing it. I check every single day in the court. I know that you check, Nancy, and that your staff checks. So we are expecting this to be any minute now. Alexis, what's your take on Jody Arias? Jody Arias is a psychopath. She, you know, because she spoke about you all the time. I think she has called me personally crazy after I wrote stories, literally facts from the prison about her, called me obsessed with her. I am not obsessed with her. You are not obsessed with her. We are obsessed with getting the truth and justice for people that were involved in this case, meaning Travis Alexander. She has a huge ego, even locked up behind bars. The world revolves only around Jody Arias. She was a liar. She was a proven liar. She was very sneaky, and she very methodically planned Travis Alexander's murder. I'll always have our time in court together when she shot a bird at me. We'll always have Arizona, my happy memories of Jody Arias. But you know what? I have to say that I've met an American Idol because Jody Arias did win American Idol. Behind bars, take a listen. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.